0: Welcome, I'm Kyle Kadan. I'm the chef and owner of Single Thread Farm Restaurant and Inn, Uh, and we're here in the Single Thread uh, Kitchen, which is in Healdsburg, California, part of Sonoma County. Today we're going to do a very uh, simple vegetable uh, dish. It's based on a classic Japanese onigis, a classic Japanese uh, rice ball. This isn't uh, a plated dish that we do in the restaurant, but this is something that we welcome all of our guests in our inn to. So we have five rooms in our inn. Uh, and guests uh, when they check in every day we have these waiting for them it's a really nice way to sort of like uh, welcome feed them give them a little bit of something a lot of our guests they've been traveling all day and they're hungry they're dining with us in the evening so they probably haven't eaten um, too much so this is a really great way to give them like a little bit of a a snack that's going to like take care of their hunger but not really ruin their appetite. So that's why we serve it here. It's kind of part of our hospitality. What makes it really fun is too, is, is it immediately connects the guests to our farm. Everything that we do here is driven by our farm. Our menu is changing every day based on the seasons, what's coming from our farm. So the farm informs absolutely everything uh, that we do at Single Thread. So when we serve these to the guests upon check-on and they arrive into the rooms and they unwrap this really fun uh, little snack, it's an immediate connection to the farm. So it's always with vegetables and just vegetables and it really is to showcase what is in season that day, that moment on the farm. So we're kind of starting to tell that story. The story that we tell at Single Thread is really the story of today, what's happening today. So you really feel that you're in that moment within the season. So right away, we're trying to connect you to that story and and, uh, into the farm. So we're always changing this. Um, It's very, very flexible. It's why I wanted to show this dish today. You can go so many different ways that it's not necessarily a recipe that you have to follow. It's really just something fun you can have as a side dish um, at, with, a, um, uh, with a main dish as, as the rice. And really, instead of just having a flavored rice, is actually bringing some vegetables and some flavors and having something seasonal uh, in there um, uh, to, to, to talk about and to enjoy and change it all the time. Um, so uh, like I said, the dish is uh, called onigiri. It's very, very traditional Japanese you know, snack or lunch. You know, sometimes people say it's the peanut butter and jelly sandwich of uh, of Japan. It's something that is in every kid's uh, lunchbox growing up, and you know, everyone's lunch bag going to uh, um, uh, to work. It's a really kind of common sign and gesture of uh, of hospitality. You see it on restaurant menus and convenience stores. There's really cheap ones. There's really high end ones. So it's uh, it, it is something that that uh, uh, has enjoyed all over uh, Japan, and it's something that I know when uh, a foreign guests go to Japan is something that they always really love and know. And there's a bit of hospitality and warmth and a lot of nostalgia with this dish. It's made uh, by your hands and it shows the technique of cupping your hands together. And so there's really a, f- a feeling of ma- being made from one person to another. So mothers are making them for their kids. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, said almost like it's kind of like this like warm hug because you can feel the person who's who's made that. And again, with our hospitality, that's something that we want to convey. This is something that no matter how big of a batch you make, ultimately, you do make each one by hand. So it's one person making it for a, another person. And we just kind of love how that uh, conveys that sense, sense of wor- warmth and ho- hospitality. To start off uh, the dish, what we really need to do is, is we need to make perfect rice. This dish is really all about rice and the way that we flavor it. So it, we want, really want to make sure that our rice is perfectly cooked if we have undercooked rice in there you're really going to get that texture if it's overcooked and it's really mushy the it's all going to kind of turn into one kind of a gluey lump so cooking perfect rice is really um, important for this uh, we cook our rice here in the uh, japanese clay pots known as donabe uh, these are um, uh, really special uh, pots that we get from uh, in a maker in a very rural area of japan called iga uh, they use this uh, soil that used to be the bottom of uh, uh of a lake uh lake biwa and so the clay here is filled with all these different fossils so when they fire these pots the fossils inside dissolve they leave these little air pockets and that really diffuses the heat very very evenly uh into the cooking pot so rather than cooking a stovetop rice where you have heat on the bottom hitting metal and just heating up the metal these this actually the heat warms the bottom and diffuses the heat all the way through the entirety of the cookie pot. So it cooks the rice very evenly. This is actually what the modern day rice cooker is trying to um, really actually copy, is this very, very traditional uh, way of rice. So it's totally fine to use a modern day rice cooker, electric rice cookers, they work um, uh, really well. We cook in the way that it was done um, classically because we still think it's the, um, uh, the best way and it's a very, very easy um, uh, way to cook at home. So this is a special type of donabe, it's called kamado-san. It's made specifically for, um, for cooking rice. They come in different sizes. This is the smallest one that just cooks one cup of rice. So this is one rice cup. And it's important to note that a, a rice cup is not the same as a, um, an American cup of 8 ounces. This is actually 180 mill- milliliters. Um, and so it's about three quarters of what a cup is, but it's not really important what the measurement is. It's just that ultimately the rice to water ratio is, is equal. So the important part of cooking uh, really great rice is to, take, is to take our rice with a very accurate mem- measurement. We're gonna add just enough water that we can get a texture and consistency that's like wet sand. And we want to take the time to spend about one full minute washing this rice. And what we're doing is, is we're being very gentle. I keep pulling the rice down off the sides. And I'm just using my fingers like this to create this motion. We don't want to be too violent with this to start to break the, these grains. If we start to break grains, they're going to release their um, starch. And we're going to have a lot of broken grains where we're going to get a really kind of gluey texture. So I'm being gentle, but I'm also being forceful to maneuver the grains around. What I'm trying to get off here is just wash off the powder rice that's on there. So this white rice started as brown rice, went into a polishing machine, that machine polished it. As it polishes it, the friction of the rice creates a little bit of heat, and that heat as it's milling the rice down causes that what's being milled off to stick to the outside of the rice. And we just want to to wash that off because that's all pure starch. If we don't have that on there, if, uh, if we have that on there, we're going to have uh, rice that's going to be very, very starchy and gluey. So this just ensures that we actually use the sort of abrasive nature of the rice upon itself to, to, um, to, to rinse that, all of that uh, powder off. So from here, what we're going to do is just, we're going to rinse this six times. So I'm going to fill this up with water. We're going to dump out that, that water. And we're gonna do that six times until the rice uh, runs clear. So, really, really important that we get that, um, that off. And really we find, and I, I have been trained classically that that takes six times uh, to do that. If, uh, you know, concerned about water uh, usage, I mean, one thing we will do is to save that as, uh, as gray water and you can use that actually to, to water your garden. You have this nice um, uh, uh, starchy, Water in there, you know clean water that you can you can use in there you don 't need to like fill it up with too much water just enough to get this off we just want to rinse off this this uh, this white milkiness so the rice that we 're using here this is a short grain Japanese uh, rice this uh, particular um, variety is called koshi it's like the the type of uh, rice very typical in nice Japanese restaurants see often in uh, uh, sushi bars uh, we source this rice from. Uh, Niigata uh, prefecture in Japan, but also right here in California. So we have really great producers right here in California that are um, are, are growing this uh, rice variety. So this technique really applies to this variety of short grain rice. So after we're done rinsing our, um, our rice and we have all of the water off it, we wanna make sure to get our ratio right, that we completely drain off all of the water. We're gonna fill the same measurement that we used to uh, measure the rice, we're gonna fill that with water. We're gonna add that on, onto our rice and then you can proceed with either your rice cooker or if you're using donabe, we use this these drop lids which contain all of the heat and this lid here. We uh, cook this uh, for 12 minutes on a medium uh, low flame and then we shut the heat off and we let that rest for, for 20 minutes. Very much the way that your rice cooker at home, electric rice cooker, will work automatically. So while our rice is cooking, we're gonna start preparing our vegetables. I've got 30 minutes uh, here to get gather all the rest of my ingredients. So here we have uh, what's called a negi onion. This is a long uh, Japanese uh, onion we grow at our, at our farm. Uh, you can use uh, regular green scallions, works really well. And then these are some of the pepper varieties that we're currently harvesting right now. We've got some different yellow uh, and red uh, varieties, and we're just gonna put those right on the grill get some nice like really smoky grill flavors uh to that i not worried too much about seasoning um at that at this point uh right here we're going to season everything um later but i'm just going to add just a little bit of uh oil um to my uh to my onions and even just a little bit on the outside of the the peppers to help blister the skin we don't want anything too oily uh here we don't want in the end a really oily or wet you know mushy um rice but just enough to get a really nice char on the outside. So I'm gonna pull some of these coals out. This is uh, almond wood that we use. The wood that we use all comes from the downed almond trees from the almond farms in the Central uh, Valley of California. So they go in and when they take down the almond trees, uh, we get the wood delivered uh, to us here. It's the wood we love to use. So with this technique, you can definitely just do this on a home, home barbecue. The wood smoke and flavor is nice, but any grill will do to get this flavor. So I pulled our vegetables off of the grill. You see here, I'm getting actually a lot of char on here what I want. I'm gonna be peeling some of that off anyway, so I really do wanna get that flavor, that nice caramelized flavor. So these vegetables are all cooked, but what we wanna do is actually, the, all of the heat has come from the outside, and now I wanna get a little bit of heat generated from the inside to sort of steam them and soften them up. So what I'm doing next is I'm gonna move this into the bowl. They're really, really hot. It's difficult to touch. And I'm gonna let them kind of like steam all together. Typically people put plastic wrap over there to let it steam in there. But for me, there's no reason to waste a little bit of plastic. So I'm just gonna take a plate and just kind of create this lid over there. I'm gonna get about five minutes and let this steam. All right, so our peppers and onions have steamed inside here. It's gonna make the skin really easy to uh, to peel. Uh, they've also penetrated the heat all the way uh, inside. Uh, and it's also now cooled down enough for me to uh, to handle. So we're going to start to Just take the skin off of that. So that's why that heavy char is no problem uh, on there. We're gonna get that char flavor without too much burnt flavor at all. But I do like, I like that char flavor in here and it's really, really nice in the rice. And the steam of the rice really picks up that char flavor really beautifully. So peel off all of our different things. And I'm not even being crazy about it. I don't, I'm okay with a little bit of, of this charred skin getting in there. It's not tough, it's not chewy, it's really flavorful. Yeah, I don't wash these when I'm peeling them because I don't want to wash off the flavor. So I'm really just peeling this off. But if I put them in water, it'll be easy to get the peel off, but I'll wash away a lot of that really great char flavor that I've, I've been developing. Then on the outside of my onion, again, I'm just gonna take a little bit of that heavy char. So I've left the outside that oftentimes is removed anyways to pick up that char flavor. That can get a little bit papery. So I'm gonna take that off on the inside so I have this really nice tender kind of steamed pieces on the inside. Now from here, I'm just gonna remove the tops and the seeds. Alright, lastly for our onions, we'll just take that little bit at the end off. All of us can go into our compost. Actually, our chickens really love the uh the peppers as well. For us, we often feed all of the pepper trim to the to the chickens and it gives them really nice orange uh yolks. And then we're gonna go ahead and start preparing our vegetable mixture here. That's going into our rice. And I'm going to dice this up, but very, very rough, where you're going to kind of chop and and mince so that the flavor go all the way through the rice. If you see a few seeds get through, I'm not really worried about it. Dice this up. I'm gonna give them a bit of a mince. I wanna retain some texture to these, but really what I'm doing is just making something that I can fold all the way through the rice. So every bite You're getting this integrated flavor of the pepper mixed in with the rice. All right, gonna mince these onions down. Fine, but I wanna retain a little bit of texture. I wanna kinda be able to find these onions within the mixture mix these all in all together you notice i haven't added any salt up until this point at all so i'm going to season the rice mixture as a whole Our rice is finished. Uh, Here we have our perfectly cooked rice. And I'm just going to begin to break that up a little bit with my rice paddle. Now that that's opened up, I'm going to begin to add my pepper mixture. I'm going to add this a little bit at a time to make sure that I've got the ratio the way that we want it. And at this point too, we're gonna begin to season the rice with some salt. So I'm also gonna use a seven spice powder uh, from Japan. It's got togarashi chili in there as well as toasted sesame seeds. But you could also just use a, any chili powder that you want and sesame seeds are really, really nice. This will give you a little bit of heat. For me, the toasted sesame is really, really key flavor. So to this really you can add whatever spicing and seasoning that you, uh, that you want here. I'm keeping it pretty traditional, a little bit more classic uh, Japanese. I also have some powdered nori. So this is same nori as you're familiar with in like a sushi uh, roll, but it's been dried down and kind of pulverized into a powder. And this is going to give us a nice little like green look, but also this uh, umami kind of uh, seaweedy flavor. Notice I'm not adding any wet ingredients like soy sauce and things like that. You can do that but you do have to be very careful that you don't want to make a mixture that's really wet and is ultimately not going to hold together. So we've got moisture coming from the peppers. We only have that little bit of fat that was on the peppers to begin with. That's slightly lubricating the rice here, but it's not something that we want oily or wet. We really want to have more of these like the flavors and the rice and the little bit of starch on the rice. That's out from the cooking is what's going to bind this together what we're kind of looking for here is this like almost like kind of confetti like look to run through it we don't want it too sparse where we're not getting the flavor but we also don't want it too saturated where we don't have enough rice to hold it together this is really about the rice this is really a rice dish and we have everything else is seasoning it, flavoring it but it really is about the quality and the texture of that really great rice so this to me looks like a really perfect blend something that's very important as I'm mixing is you notice I I'm not mashing it down too hard I'm using the paddle here and what I'm doing is I'm, I'm looking for any clumps of rice that haven't broken up and I'm trying to get that so that each grain of the rice can really kind of stand on its own individually so I'm not mashing it down I'm not pressing hard I'm, I'm actually while I'm turning it over pretty vigorously, I'm being very gentle. I'm making sure I'm not cutting through or smearing the rice. I'm making sure that I'm just like folding it over onto itself. I'm going underneath and what I'm looking for here is that any parts that are not well mixed or incorporated and I'm just using the paddle to move back and forth to sort of break up any of those clumps to make sure that we can get the seasoning and the flavor all the way through. So this will make for really e- even eating in terms of flavor, but also in terms of texture as well. So when you bite in, You get all these nice individual grains that kind of melt in your mouth and uh, they all kind of like uh, disappear without actually finding in your teeth these kind of these clumps that that are within that. You can really notice that on the palate if you have these two different textures in the rice. So we're looking for one nice even homogenous mixture here. So really happy with this look. We can see we've got all the seasoning, all the peppers dispersed really nice and evenly. And I think we're perfect. Check for seasoning. We're going to be adding one, we're going to be adding salt in one more step here. So we want to make sure that the seasoning is good, but just slightly under. That's perfect. So the way onigiri is typically enjoyed is wrapped in a little bit of nori. So there's a few different ways to do it. This is using just regular nori you see in the sushi sushi roll here, sushi bar uh, you can buy uh, in the store. Nori always has two sides to it. It has a shiny side and this dull side that has a little bit of rough texture. You want to use that dull side and put that on the inside of the onigiri. It kind of makes like a little bit of a handle. Some people completely wrap theirs. I like to show what's in the onigiri on the outside and kind of make somewhere where your hand can go and you can bite and then enjoy that. Um, so the Nori's bringing a little bit of flavor uh, to it as well, but also nice texture and also a place to put your hand that it's not going to get sticky from the, from the rice. So some people do wrap these in advance. What does happen though is, is the Nori will begin to hydrate and become very uh, soft and get a little bit sticky itself. So I like to try to put the Nori on there as close to when uh, the guest, wherever I'm serving this to is going to eat it. Um, since, For us, we put those into the guest rooms before the guests arrive. Sometimes this is uh, in there quite a while in advance before they arrive. So we'll serve the nori separately on the side and let the guests wrap that together. The way that we like to serve these is a really fun traditional way. It's using this bamboo husk. This is the outside of the bamboo tree that's taken off as it's uh, growing and and it keeps getting uh, larger and larger on the tree. So this is just peeled off and this is like a very traditional way to have um, to wrap food in Japan and a really typical way and uh, old-fashioned way of wrapping the onigiri uh, as well. So we like to do it it's something fun for the guests to uh, arrive to and see, but also has this really nice function to it is, is that it keeps all the moisture of the rice on the inside and keeps the rice and the nori separated. So we're just gonna put the rice on here. I've soaked this in a little bit of water to make it uh, pliable. And then I'm just folding this over. So I get to this final fold. Give that a bit of a trim. And I'm going to place the corner in here, fold this over. And then we like to have a little bit of a feeling of the season. So we'll take some of the flowers from our farm, stick those in there as well. And it becomes a really nice, fun present to come back to your room and unwrap. It becomes like a little bit of a surprise with this beautiful gift of vegetable and eating.